Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike. Joel is with me. We're glad you're with us, too. Uh, just a little informal time to get together and share the good news of Jesus Christ with each other. We're not scholars, we're not theologians, not great uh, students of the Word even, probably. But we, we do love the Lord. Uh, we've been Christians for quite a while. Uh, Joel, I, I met you back in the mid-90s. It was shortly after that that you and I kind of together came into a, a greater understanding and knowledge of God's grace, even though we had been saved quite some time before that. And now, uh, this message of hope and grace, we thrive on being able to talk about it because it's been such a life-changing message. And so hopefully we've got some things that we can share today that will encourage you out there too. Hey, man, this is good news. You know, there's a lot of bad news in the world. And in churches around the world, Mike, there's a lot of bad news being preached. And indeed, uh, in the, in that during that period in the mid-'90s, you and I both came into that uh a revelation of a deeper revelation of the good news and and God really has freed our hearts in that good news in the truth and you know we've talked about the roller coaster ride of legalism that we've both been on and just how our lives have changed and so we want to chat about this talk about it and hopefully help to set some other hearts free as well and encourage each other and other people in in the very same good news so it's really good to get together, it's good when the when the body of Christ assembles to encourage each other, to refresh each other. Mike, when two people or more are gathered in His name, you know He's in the midst of us because He indwells us, and His 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 Spirit is is in the midst of of what we're doing here, talking. Even though you're in your house and I'm in my house, and our listener might be, I know we've got listeners, Mike, in South Africa, in Australia, in uh, Finland. People checking out uh, my website, graceroots.org, from all over the world and downloading our program. And so it's just, we're here, but we're, we're all in separate places. But the Lord God is right in the midst of this all. He's encouraging us through through his word. Well, last week we talked about rightly dividing God's word, uh, being careful about taking scriptures out of context, a lot of doctrines, a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of frustrations, probably a lot of people who, who sort of threw in the towel on Christianity, all because uh, of misunderstandings about verses in the Bible. Sometimes we just pluck verses out. You know, Joel, when I was a kid, I know I've mentioned this before, but when I was a young kid, uh, after I became a Christian, um, I had, I don't know if somebody gave them to me or if I went out and bought them, but I had these little cards that uh, had scripture verses on them, and I would work on memorizing those verses. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I really uh, wouldn't necessarily encourage that uh, anymore. The, know, knowing what I know now and seeing what I see, the, the danger of doing what I did, even though I think it helped me in some ways, uh, the danger of doing what I did was uh, there, there are verses, some key components in the scripture, key verses that I would memorize and really had a, a misunderstanding about because I didn't really know the verses that led up to that one. I didn't necessarily know the subject that was being talked about. All I knew was this verse on the wall. I'm going to memorize that, and then I'm going to memorize this one and that one and this one. 
you, you can start uh, chain linking some of these verses together and, and creating your own doctrine. And uh, so we, we discussed some of that last week. Um, let's get into a few more specifics tonight. Now, Joel, something called the Beatitudes in Matthew, um, starting around uh, chapter 5, I think it is, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, if you will, goes on for quite a while. And while we're not going to go through this entire thing uh, this time around, uh, one thing we want to point out as we get ready to read a couple of scriptures here is that it, it becomes pretty obvious, and I wasn't taught this throughout most of my Christian life, but I believe what Jesus is teaching with the with these verses and these chapters in this section, I believe he's teaching the law. I believe he is trying to show the Jewish people that if you really want to try to get to God, if you really want to try to get to heaven, um, and you want to do it on your own, or or by trying to follow the rule of law, then uh, here's what here's really what you have to work on. Here's what you really have to do if this is what you're going to trust in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, you were talking about you know taking out single single verses. I I remember our uh, pastor that you and I both had about. Uh, well, probably a decade ago, he he referred to those as refrigerator verses. <laughs> you know, we've got our uh, we've all got our own refrigerator verses, and and like you say, some of this it can be good to memorize certain verses, but then uh, we do get our own uh, little verses that we take out of context and we put them up on our refrigerator or or on our uh, dashboard on our car, and and it's so easy to take certain things out of context and really miss indeed the the whole point. Of what was being said, there's so much in um, in in the Beatitudes, Mike, and in the Sermon on the Mount that I have been taught over the years as this is what you need to do uh, in order to live the Christian life better. Or you know, it, it says things, Mike, in here. I mean, there's so many things we could pick out of this, but I'm just looking at in particular. I'm looking at Matthew 5:22, where Jesus said, "This is what Jesus said." I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says uh, to his brother, Raka, or you fool, you know, shall be in danger of the council. Whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. You know, if we're driving in our car and someone cuts us off and we say that, you fool, you idiot, or whatever, we're in danger, Mike, of hellfire. In some churches, that is taught as the truth, and so you, if you do that, you got to go back and get yourself right with God. Otherwise, you're going to be in danger of hellfire. It's so easy to take these verses, just sentences like that, and right out of context, and, and, and think, "Wow, you know what? As a Christian, I better." And, and it's not that we want to go around shouting at people when they cut us off. We, you know, we have the spirit of grace that lives in us, that hopefully as we grow in that spirit will help us uh, so that we're not going to respond in that way, but we're going to respond to other people in love. But the the point is, is that what you said a few minutes ago, Mike, I'm right with you on this. I believe Jesus throughout this whole section was teaching the law. Paul, uh, Paul said, in Galatians 4, 4, you know, he said Jesus. He was talking about Jesus. He said, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. 
we find out more and more through Paul's epistles about what the purpose of the law was. It was to convict people of sin. It was con- to convict the world of sin, and it brought people to Jesus. And so Jesus came preaching and teaching the law not to get people to follow it, not to get people to think that they could be really be saved by it, but to lead them to the end of themselves and to understand that they need him, to lead them to him. And so I, I'm with you on this, Mike, that in these uh, few chapters here at the beginning of Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, he's, he's preaching law. Well, I think so, Joel, and, and it becomes obvious as he goes on. It's, some people thought it was a new sort of teaching. All he was doing was revealing what the law really was. Mm-hmm. And he sums it up by saying, look, let me sum this all up for you after several chapters of giving people something they could never live up to. <laughs> and he sums it up by this. He said, basically, Jesus could have said, I said all of that to say this, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Well, who's going to be able to live up to that? Who's going to be able to do it? Of course, none of us are. And as you said, Joel, the law given to to be our tutor, to, to bring us to Christ, to, to be the end of ourselves. Let's take a real quick look before we run out of time at just one verse. Actually, I could come up with several here, Joel. I mean, take the verse, for example, where Jesus said, If your eyes lust, pluck them out. If your hand steals, cut it off. How many of us are walking around without eyes or hands right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, do we really believe this literally? I mean, do we really believe this? Of course not. If we did, we'd be walking around without eyes and hands. Um, at another place, and I wish we had more time for this, Joel, Jesus said this. And again, be careful about taking verses out of context. But once you understand what Jesus is talking about here with the Sermon on the Mount, that he is teaching the law, then you can begin to understand what the grace of the gospel really is. He says, if you forgive men, I think this is in, uh, what am I looking at, Matthew 6:14. If you forgive men their trespasses, uh, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. <laughs> How many times did I used to hear that I wouldn't be forgiven unless I forgave? Mike, you're dealing with uh, holy uh, land here. You're, you're, step, you're treading on holy land because you're talking about Jesus' uh, words that followed the Lord's prayer. I think you're stepping on some toes here. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, I think we'll probably... We'll probably have to cover this again next time, too, Joel, because I know we don't have time to get into this in depth right now. Hopefully we've got your attention and that you'll stay with us here and tune in again next week because uh, there's more to say about this. But, Joel, really what what's being suggested here is that if I have to forgive others to be forgiven by God, now all of a sudden, do you see what slowly has happened here? Now the responsibility comes back on me again to secure my salvation. Um, in other words, even if it's a, a, an act of the heart or a spiritual act, to me it's still a, a function of effort on my part to a certain degree to, to reach out and, and make a choice to forgive somebody, to be forgiven. We have it backwards, I believe, and much of the church does, in that now that I'm forgiven, I have the ability to forgive, mm-hmm. but to, to put that back on that responsibility back on me again takes away from the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Well, think about the consequences here of what Jesus is saying. This is when I hear people quoting this verse: "If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses." I want to ask them, 
what are the consequences here? Okay, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, what are the consequences? Well, your father will not forgive your trespasses. Okay, well, what's the consequences of that? What if somebody sins against you? Or what if they do something against you and you do not forgive them? Okay, you haven't forgiven them. Your father hasn't forgiven you. If you're not forgiven, you can't be part of the kingdom of God. You can't go to heaven. That has made people think. At least I hope it makes people think because that's a pretty serious consequence. Uh, and so it gets us back again as we wrap things up here, Mike, to uh, what we've said uh, during our, our last show and during this show, that uh, Jesus was talking law here. And he was really driving in the point of what the law's purpose is and in the depths of the law. It's not just, as Jesus said, not just committing the act of adultery, but if you look at a woman and lust with her, you've committed adultery in your heart. If you don't forgive, under the old covenant, under the law, if you don't forgive others, you won't be forgiven. But the good news, and, and as we're running out of time here, Mike, we'll have to definitely get into this more next week. Um, the good news is that, as you said, in Christ, now, on this side of the cross, we've been forgiven through faith, and now we're freed up in our hearts to, to forgive, not out of obligation, but out of love and out of grace and mercy. Yes, and, and Joel, it wasn't that way under the Old Covenant, and that's why I believe what Jesus was doing here as a prophet under the Old Covenant was teaching the law, and we'll cover more of this next time. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's a good way to end, and uh, you can get a hold of us. We would love you to get a hold of us uh, by logging on to graceroots.org, and thank you for listening to our program here on Grace Walk Internet Radio. We'll be back again more uh, with more talk about growing in grace next week. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 